to take you this evening to James, or I want to start with James chapter 3, and going to begin reading with verse number 6. James 3 and verse 6. Scripture says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For of every kind of beasts, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea, is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either of vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Now, as most of you know, the scripture is full of stuff about our, our tongue, our words, uh, the conversation we have. But I'm, I'm not really here this evening to, uh, to talk about that. The scripture tells us death and life or in the power of the tongue, and and uh, verse eight tells us the tongue can no man tame. It is it is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison, and and uh, we we could spend weeks on end uh, on Thursday nights teaching and 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 delving into all of the things that the scripture tells us about our words, about the things we say, the things we should say, the things we shouldn't say. But that, that's really not the focus um, this evening because, uh, as, as verse 12 says, uh, with regards to fruit, the, the fig tree doesn't bear olive berries and, and a fountain can't yield salt water and fresh. The, the thing I really want to f- focus on here for a few minutes this evening and feel impressed of the Spirit of the Lord to focus on is, is, is the source because the words, our conversation, really is ultimately a source. As verse 12 says, again, that, that a, a fruit tree, you're, you're not going to go to a, a orange tree and expect to, to pick peaches. Uh, you're not going to go to a tomato plant and expect to harvest cucumbers. Every plant is, is, is designed by God to produce a certain fruit and and uh, even a vegetable in the context of fruit, what, what that plant produces as its fruit. It may not be a fruit, but in this context, it's a fruit. Uh, we, we understand that from nature, the, 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 the plant or the tree is, is going to produce based on what God designed it to be. The, the only things that can produce... Uh, uh, a flavor, if you will, different than what they are is 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 artificial things. 
there, there's a lot of artificial foods that uh, taste uh, exactly like certain natural foods. There's there are uh, there's there's candy that is fruit fruit flavored, and that fruit flavored candy can can taste identical to the fruit, but it, it's not real. It, it wasn't grown on a tree. It is manufactured and. And uh, in the context of this, we are able, uh, not, not 100% of the time, but it, we, we can, with focus, we can sort of focus uh, on producing uh, artificial fruit in our lives. I, I used to think, basically, that, that trials and tests and pressure was, was just what produced character in us. And, and uh, to a degree, I, I think that's the case, but I, I think there's two sides to the coin of, of pressure and trials and tests. The one side is it is a part of, of, of what it's developing in us. We, we understand that, that diamonds were, are created because of heat and pressure, and so the, the diamond is produced from the circumstances, but but then the the other side, and and, and uh, most of you probably have always known this, but it's been a couple of years now that I I, I sort of realized this. Uh, the the other part of of pressure and trials and tests is that it it, it reveals our character. I believe it was last Thursday night, and my apologies, a lot of things are a bit of a blur right now, and they run together, but I believe it was last Thursday night where I taught about uh, the, the materials that we build with, and that the fire is ultimately going to prove uh, what kind of materials we built with, and if we built with gold, silver, and precious stones, then it's going to last the test of the fire. But if we if we built with wood, hay, and stubble, it's going to be consumed in the fire. And and we we have the ability under when when things are kind of going okay, when life is kind of in order, we we can we can control ourselves to a to a good degree. But it's, it's when pressure comes. That's why if you've been around somebody in a, in a pressure, uh, pressurized situation, a, a, a situation where things are going wrong, uh, things aren't working as according to plan, and words come out of that person's mouth, actions come from them that you are, you are surprised by, but, but the circumstances are revealing the character. They're showing the fruit. But again, the, the bottom line is this. All of that is ultimately the result of the source. Verse 11, again, that the fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter. The, the fountain is going to put out what the source is. I've used this story several times through the years, but it fits again this evening. I, I believe uh, we, we may have, my wife and I may have been on a, I think it was an anniversary getaway, uh, but it was a several day getaway, um, and um, we, we, we were out at a mall, and we went to a food court, and, and we, got, uh, we got some pizza, and uh, we, got a, we got a soda, to share, we got a large Coke to share, 
and um, we, we sat down and, and we began eating our pizza and I, I went to take a sip of the Coke and I recognized that flavor that I personally cannot stand and that was the flavor of a diet drink. To all of you that love and prefer the taste of a diet drink, my theory is you have just, you've, you've, you've uh, damaged your taste buds. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, uh, the ladies and being able to handle the heat of the, uh, of dishwater better than a bunch of us guys. You, you've, uh, you, you've ruined your senses, but that's just my opinion. And if you prefer diet, have at it. But I, I don't like diet. I don't like the leftover flavor of a diet drink. And so I, I, I didn't spit it out, but that's usually what I feel like doing with a diet drink. And, uh, and uh, being the, uh, the uh, strong, protective husband and leader of my house that I am, I, uh, I had my wife go take the drink back up to the counter. And, uh, and, and I sat watching... And uh, she went up and told the guy, you know, we ordered a regular Coke, and this is a diet drink. And, and I could see the look on his face that he, he was not buying it, but he kind of begrudgingly took it and emptied it out and, uh, and uh, filled it up again. And so she brings it back to the table. We eat some more pizza, and I go for another big gulp of soda, only to find out it's still diet and so again, she takes it back up to the counter and tells the guy, and this time you could tell he was very, uh, you know, he's very annoyed by this because he's now, you know, pouring out a whole cup of, of soda and we're telling him it's diet and he knows that he got it from the, from the, uh, from the, the Coke, uh, dispenser and so fills it up again and once again it's diet. So finally he agrees that maybe there's something wrong and he goes back in the back and finds out that uh, somehow they had hooked up the hoses wrong and in fact the regular Coke was hooked up to the diet, uh, the diet uh, dispenser, um, or, or excuse me, the diet Coke was hooked up to the, the regular Coke dispenser. And uh, it, it finally all got straightened out, and, and we finally got regular Coke. But uh, that the, the, the label said one thing, but the source proved another thing. That's why it's, it's so important for us as apostolics, while we, we do believe that our outward, uh, that there are outward things that should be a manifestation of our life, uh, our, our commitment to Jesus Christ. There's outward things of separation that we believe are principles from the Bible. It's got to start in the heart because you can you can dress up the outward, you can you can wear all the right stuff, you can look the right way, but if what's on the inside is not pure, if it's not the sweet spirit of God residing in you, what's going to come out of your fountain is going to be bitter water. But as I've said, the real issue is not trying to control our mouth. It's not trying to control our words. The real issue, as is the case in many areas, is trying to get our hearts, our spirits right. Luke 6 and 44 says this, 
Jesus says, For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. But the issue is, what's in the heart? Good treasure in the heart is going to bring forth good things. Evil treasure in the heart is going to bring forth evil things. And so what, what comes out of my mouth is the abundance of what is in my heart. We could say it this way in 2020, that also out of the abundance of the heart, the fingers type. Whether that's fingers typing on a text or an email or a social media post, we, we, we show what is in our hearts by what we say. Again, whether that's verbal communication or written communication, we are revealing what is inside of us by what comes out. The Amplified says, verse 45, this way, The upright, honorable, honorable, intrinsically good man, out of the good treasure stored in his heart, produces what is upright, honorable, and intrinsically good. And the evil man out of the evil storehouse brings forth that which is depraved, wicked, and intrinsically evil. For out of the abundance or the overflow of the heart, his mouth speaks. Also, the easy to read version says, verse 45, like this. Good people have good things saved in their hearts. That's why they say good things. But those who are evil have hearts full of evil, and that's why they say things that are evil. What people say with their mouths comes from what fills their hearts. What people say with their mouths comes from what fills their hearts. And if I could say it this way as well, what people say comes from what is in their heart. There's, there's two primary ways that stuff gets into our hearts. That is through our eyes and through our ears. And uh, I, I hope that the, the Spirit of the Lord is talking to us this evening. Uh, and, and as I have said, uh, almost every service now, I think, every broadcast, that there are things that God is doing right now, but we want to take them with us when we come through this particular season and, and this is, this is one of those things that this evening is, is not about a season we are in. It's, it's about a principle that applies to our life. But I, I would sort of pause for a moment this evening in the context of this season to challenge you. Because if we're not careful when, when, and especially those of you that are staying at home right now and, and uh, you're not going to work, or maybe you're working from home, but, but you're not working perhaps as many hours as you would, it, it, it becomes very easy for us to begin to allow stuff, to, or, or not just allow, but we begin to put stuff into our hearts by what we read, what we watch, what we listen to. We, we start to fill our time 
And, and I really am, am convinced, and, and again, this has nothing to do with this season we're in right now. I am convinced that, that most of us do not really know or understand the significance of the things that we allow in through our ears and through our eyes. But according to the verses that I've already read to you and another one I'm about to read to you, the scripture is, is very clear on the importance of what is in our hearts because, because what, what we say, what we do, our actions, all of that is a result of the things that are in our hearts. Proverbs 4, 23, I, I've mentioned this verse within the last couple of weeks and and uh, this is a verse that I, I don't remember how long it's been. I feel like going back to uh, perhaps even my teen years that, that the Spirit of the Lord impressed this verse uh, upon me. And it's been a verse that I have tried to live by throughout my entire life and my relationship, my walk with God. And, and Solomon says this in Proverbs 4.23, Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it, out of the heart, are the issues of life. I, I, I don't think the word issues there is, is really the English word issues we think of, but I think it's very fitting that the issues, relationship issues, our walk with God issues, uh, ministry issues, all are a heart issue. There's there's something in our hearts. There's something that's gotten into our spirits. And, and the issues are a result of what has come in. The God's Word translation says that verse this way. Guard your heart. And then it says this. Guard it more than anything else. And here's why. Because the source of your life flows from it. The source of your life flows from what is in your heart. Guard your heart. Guard it more than anything else. I am quite certain I am speaking to some people right now that you have security systems on your house. You have probably have uh, a variety of, some of you, cameras positioned uh, outside of your house at your front door uh, and a number of you have some weapons uh, hidden away somewhere readily accessible in your house because you are you are guarding your house you you value not only the possessions that you may have in your house the valuables you may have in your house but even more importantly the people that are in your house and so we go through these we, we go through sometimes extreme measures to guard and protect our homes and many other things that we, we guard and we protect. And yet, again, the God's Word translation, we ought to guard our hearts more than anything else. More than anything else. Because out of it are the issues. Because the source of life comes from what's in my heart. Really not trying to get caught up in things here this evening. I'm just trying to get the, the basic principle to you. 
but 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 I, I I challenge you again during especially during this season right now. What, what kind of things are you allowing in? What, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? You cannot, you cannot allow just anything into your heart and it not eventually come out. Oh, oh it may not come out in, you know, some of the most extreme ways, but it's going to come out. It is impossible to, to completely uh, suppress what is in our hearts. Another aspect of this is, is if we're allowing bitterness and resentment to, to fester in our hearts and our spirits, then what's going to come out is going to be influenced by that. You know, there, there's a lot of things that we, we purposefully mix. Every, every morning, I purposefully mix my coffee, cream, and sugar. It is a... It is a mixture that I am I am intentional about. I want those three things mixed to get the flavor of the coffee that I want. We uh, thinking back to, to Sunday um, a week ago, I think it was. Now again, it's all such a blur. But uh, or maybe just this Sunday uh, and the awesome uh, Sunday school lesson that Sister. Ingram did about mixing ingredients together and, and, and when you're purposeful about that and, and you get the right amount and, and you get the right ingredients, obviously it can produce uh, some, some very good things. But you know it, it's uh, and uh, as I've said many times, uh, yes, I am that one of those people that, that the statement, why don't you have a little bit of coffee with your sugar applies to. Um, I, I have a significant amount of sugar that goes into my coffee. Um, I'm trying to, my wife's got me trying to do some, I think it's sugar in the raw, I think is what it's called. But, uh, and even at that, there's a whole bunch of it. I'm supposedly it's healthier and I don't know. Don't tell her even though she's in the other room watching, but I don't think it tastes quite the same, but I'm trying to be a little more conscientious. But anyway. There are, there are things that we are purposeful about the mixing of them together. And, and, and so my coffee takes a, a, a lot of sugar. I, 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 I'm, I'm sure it probably, I put too much sugar, I think. But nevertheless, I'm still putting too much sugar for right now. Hopefully I'll change soon. But there are other things that what's really amazing is it only takes a very small amount of it to be put into something such as coffee or your food and you want nothing to do with it. It, it doesn't take spoonfuls. It doesn't take scoops of something. It, it can be one single thing. You can, uh, hopefully none of you are eating right now, but uh, you know all, all you need is is even just a tiny hair discovered in your food, and and uh, most uh, people uh, will push it away. It's not doesn't matter that you can pick it out. It, it doesn't matter. That's not supposed to be there, and so you you don't want anything else to do with it. Be, so so again, there are certain things that it doesn't take a whole lot. And why is it? Why is it that we tend to oftentimes live on the edge of how much? 
can I mix in? How much of the world, how, how much of this life can I mix in and, and still produce something sweet and something good? But according to James, there's only one thing that comes out of the fountain. Bitter water or sweet water. There's only one fruit that comes from the tree. Last verses, as I wind down this part of the evening, Mark 7 and 20. Jesus speaking here. He said, that which cometh out of the man... That defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. What a, what a list in those two verses. What a, what a spectrum of things that are covered in these two verses in verse 23. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Verse 21 and 22 is, is in essence of talking about actions. It's talking about what comes out of us, what we say, what we do. Those, those, are, those are the outflow but again, according to verse 23 and the other verses I've already read to you this evening, the things that are coming out of me is a result of what has been put in me. How, how, how much are you guarding? To what degree are you guarding your heart? To, to what extent are you going to? The psalmist said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my ways. See if there be any wicked way in me. I, I think perhaps whether he had the full understanding of it or not, I think that prayer was prayed because there was at least a subconscious understanding that, that whatever is in me is going to determine what I do. It's going to determine what comes out of me. Can I challenge you as I close out this part of the evening not to not to try to live on the sort of the edge. How much can I mix in and still get the right flavor? How, how much can I mix in? How much of a how much of the uh, of the of the the wrong things, the wrong ingredients, can I mix into this vessel? But somehow the the sweet water will somehow still overpower. James said, blessings and cursings come out of the same mouth, and this shouldn't be the case. This shouldn't happen. We shouldn't be blessing God one moment and swearing and cursing and criticizing and backbiting and gossiping the next. Sweet water, bitter water shouldn't come from the same fountain. Should we be conscientious of our words? Should we give thought to our words? Absolutely. But the real thing we need to work on is, is the source. Because the more I get the source right, 
the less I have to worry about what's coming out. Should we be concerned about our actions, our conduct, our the way we treat people, the way we talk to people? Absolutely. But again, if I get the source right, if I get what's in me right, I don't have to be so afraid or worried about what comes out. Because if the fountain is pure and sweet, what's going to come out is going to be the same thing. Let me just take a moment before we transition here. If you'll join me in a word of prayer. Father, help us this evening. Lord, you know each of us and you know each of our hearts. We know from your word that ultimately we don't even know our own hearts, but you know them. And so we, I, I pray, God, I pray for myself this evening. I pray for my brothers and sisters that are watching, God, that the that the searchlight of your spirit would be turned on, that we would allow, that we would welcome the searchlight of your spirit into our hearts. And God, if there's anything that's able to hide, if there's anything that is hiding in our hearts that is ultimately going to cause bitter things to come out of us, actions to come out that are displeasing, conversation, conduct to flow out, that is displeasing to you. Let there be a, a, a fresh new cleansing of our hearts. Lord the psalmist prayed it. And we pray it this evening. Create in us a clean heart. Create in us a clean heart. And renew a right spirit. Whether he understood it fully or not. It's understandable now Lord as we. Read throughout your entire word why David would have prayed that prayer. Because if we can have a clean, pure heart, then the fruit from our lives is going to be the kind of fruit that we desire and more importantly that you desire. Help us tonight, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple of things here. Um, Again, we're doing this a little differently this evening. Um, first off, I want to just remind you about Sunday and uh, the weather forecast has kind of been back and forth and last I heard and looked, uh, it's now looking pretty good for Sunday and uh, so I, I am excited about that and uh, look forward to those of you that are going to join us. Remind you again, we will still be streaming live. So uh, if for whatever reasons you just you're not comfortable uh, in coming and even staying in your vehicle, uh, that's totally fine and you'll still be able to participate uh, the same way you have. But again, for those of you that are coming, I just want to remind you of a couple of things quickly. Um, first off, and I don't know that this is a reminder as much as it is as a request, that you would please be uh, patient with us Sunday and that you would please be cooperative with us. We've never done this before. Uh, we, we've met uh, earlier this week some of the key people and roles to plan and uh, things are being planned the best we can. But we need your patience. And uh, as I said in the video on Monday, Two of the, I think two of, or three very important things. Um, number one is as you come up on the hill, you, you, you won't be able just to park wherever you choose. We will have 
parking attendants giving direction where to go, and I am I am asking you to please be cooperative with them um, and and not give them a hard time about where they're directing you to go. Uh, we have a basic plan in place that we're going to do our best to to do it as effectively and efficiently as possible. The second thing I want to remind you is there's there's no getting in the building, uh, which means there's also no bathroom facilities. So um, I would say the kids, but moms, dads as well, uh, need to plan accordingly. Um, so you may need to drink your coffee a little extra early Sunday morning and uh, make sure you've gotten it out of your system. Uh, and then third and final thing for right now, um, we'll probably communicate a little more in the next two days, but I want to remind you, you, you are to stay in your vehicles. You can roll your windows down. If you've got a minivan, you can open the sliding doors. If you're in a car, you're welcome to open the front doors. Uh, but we are, we are stating that you are to stay in your cars. We are, the plan is, uh, those that are, uh, parking attendants, ushers, especially those those categories, um, I think they will be in uh, a green or a yellow vest. That way all of us can easily identify who is out of their vehicle and is supposed to be out of their vehicle. Um, but I, I'm asking you, um, if you get, uh, if, if the Holy Ghost just comes all over you, uh, you're just going to have to simply sit in your seat and shake. There's no getting out the car for a praise break. Uh, there's no running laps around your car. We want you to stay in your vehicle. Uh, as I said on Monday, we can do this according to what I have read um, on official documentation, um, but we also have to still abide by, and we want to abide by for everyone's safety. Uh, so it'll be an exciting day, and... Um, as we always say in the Wright family, when things go wrong on vacation, we're making memories. I promise you, I think if nothing else, we will be making some memories on Sunday, and it'll be an exciting day. So, all of that being said, we are resuming this evening two of our discipleship classes, and uh, that's Life of Christ and Finding My Place. And I realize some of you, uh, which is a fairly small percentage, I think, but some of you are not in either of those two classes. Uh, so at the very least, I would encourage you just to stay on with me and uh, as I teach this evening, uh, Life of Christ. Uh, but those of you that are going to be f doing Finding My Place with Brother Barr, you are welcome to go ahead and sign off and then log on to uh, Zoom and um, he will give everyone a few minutes to, to get on there and hopefully know that you're on before he starts. Uh, so I am, I uh, realize you're staying on here um, if you're doing Life of Christ, but I'm going to pause for uh, just a couple of moments here. We're not stopping the stream, we're not going offline, but I am going to pause and uh, switch over my notes and then we will, uh, we will get started with... Um, Life of Christ and the fourth lesson for Life of Christ.